0: Morning everybody, so um, for those that don't know me, I'm Darby Brandt, or David, that's what's on my ID, it says David, or David, yes, (laughs) my brother calls me David, and uh, he's come to visit me, hello Albert, (laughs) very good, my family surprised me for my birthday, how cool is that, huh? On Friday night, after youth, after you guys left, the front door bell left, rang, and I went. Uh, who could? I thought one of you guys lost something, forgot something. So Michael said, "Dad, there's somebody at the front door," and uh, I said, do no, go open it." He said, "No, you, I think you must open it." It's like whatever, you know, go open it. And my family was there, so my mom, my brother, and uh, my niece, and uh, and James, yes. They, so, just on that, for family, my, Michael and Ben, they've asked to be excused. They are le- helping to lead worship in George congregation this morning. And they took Cora and James with them. Uh, and Mandy and the Petitius, they asked to be excused. They've gone to Mossel Bay uh, because um, Brendan's son, Ethan, uh, is being baptized this morning. Ah, how cool is that? That's something we can celebrate. Um, I know many of you guys have been praying for Ethan for a long, long time. And uh, oh, he moved to Mossel Bay, what was it, beginning of the year. And long story, he, I think he committed his life to the Lord about two months ago. And this morning he's been baptized. So they've gone there to celebrate that. So we celebrate that with them, although we can't be there in body. We can be then spirit, huh? Sounds like Paul <laughs> when we say stuff like that. So yeah, some water. This morning I'd like to talk to us about community. So what's the what's the thought that pops up in your head when I say community? Is it a Wednesday? Is that what, what pops up? If it is, then we've done it again. We've turned English words into Christianese words. You know what that means by now. That Christianese words are those English words that we take and we make them mean something else when we meet. Which is not helpful. Why is it not helpful? Well, It's not helpful when we try and communicate with one another and I say the sky is purple. You say the sky is purple, but my purple is different to your purple, right? When I see purple, I actually see more red and when you see purple, you see more blue and I'm going purple and you're going purple, but we're not talking about the same thing anymore anymore. And we've got a breakdown in communication without even knowing it. So it's important sometimes to just come back to the real definition of a word. So I looked this up, and here's the definition I could find for community. It's a group of people with a common characteristic or interest living together within a larger society. I'll read that again. It's a group of people, say us, a group of people with a common characteristic. Christians, yes, we love Jesus. All interests, our interests should be aligned. So our interests should be for the kingdom of God to come. If you didn't know what your interests should be. Um, And living together within a larger society, that's Otsuren. Otsuren, South Africa and the world. It is not a meeting on a Wednesday. See that it didn't say meeting on a Wednesday. <laughs> it, it's not, there's nothing of Wednesday in there. It's, it's defining, again, a group of people. So community is us. It's not... And what is a Wednesday meeting? A community meeting on a Wednesday. It's us setting aside sometime, specifically in the week, in our diaries, where we go, in this busy schedule... On this time, we are going to meet in a smaller little group. Why? So we can make sure that nobody falls through the cracks. Josh Jen, everybody that's in Josh Jen. let yeah, to make sure that when somebody joins us, when somebody comes to visit us for the first time, when Jared walked through our door last week, that, that he's being seen. That... There's no one among us who's unseen. No one, no one walks through our door and out the door, and they're unseen, untouched, unloved. That's what that is for. I call it scaffolding, right? Because it's not in the Bible. Community is in the Bible. The community meeting on a Wednesday is not. That is our little, our little building block. But if we replace community living With the scaffold of Wednesday meeting, we've lost the plot. We've lost effectiveness. And then we tick the little box in our head that we do go to community. You cannot go to community. You are community. So you take community wherever you are. It says within a larger society, there was another definition that says dispersed through a group of people, a larger group of people. So when we go to work when we pick our kids up at sport. When we have a conversation with parents dropping our kids off at, uh, at the play school. We are still community interspersed with the rest of community. And that's what God wants. He wants us to be like that. So what's the answer to the world? We are the answer to the world. And we have the answer. So John 13 Verse 34 and 35, Jesus gave us some, some, some idea of what we should be doing. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So as we are a community with one common goal to share this love with one another, those people that we are interspersed between will look at us and go, wait a minute, there's something different. You guys just love one another. And I, like Josh Jen Otsuren this morning, I need to tell you that people say that already. It's I'm not I am not preaching at us because we're not getting this. We are getting this. I'm telling you, like people said to me the other day they have a problem with Josh Jen. I had a meeting with them. They have a problem with Josh Jen. They've listened not only to me. They've listened to some 412 stuff and they're battling through some stuff and they're wrestling and they don't know how to get through some of the theology stuff and some of the way we do things. But they've never seen a group of people that love one another like this. And I'm going, well, doesn't that, isn't that a testimony of God now? So you've got a problem with some of the theology and you're trying to figure it out, and you're trying to get it, uh, your heart and your head around it. But what do you see? Do you see God? Do you see God among the people? Can you see that these people are my disciples? Not mine. Jesus' disciples. And that's undeniable. So well done. So why am I talking about community if we're doing it well? we need to be a little bit wider. We need to include a little bit more. We can't be so focused on loving one another that the rest of society is outside of our doors. We need to take what we have out this building and into the rest of Oatsurin. Because Jesus said this, he said, Go into the world. We need to go into the world. And seek the lost, find them, lead them to him, and love them into community. See, it's the community that they'll look at and go like, I, I want that. I want to be part of that. But we can't be exclusive. The worst thing would be if people walk through the door and they go, hmm, a little bit clicky. And they walk away and they say, it great. looks great on the inside. If only I could get in there. <laughs> Our doors need to be wide open. So, the disciples asked Jesus, how do we pray? And here's his answer. It's Matthew 6. He answered them. He said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. If Jesus commanded us or told us that we can ask God for his kingdom to come on the earth as it is in the heaven, then it must be possible to happen. Right? He wouldn't tell us to do something and he knows that it can't happen. He wants his kingdom to break open over the earth in this world while we are still here. He wants us to break open his kingdom. We are the vehicle. The church is the vehicle of breaking open God's kingdom How would this happen? On a Sunday? On a Wednesday? Hmm. No. These are the times that we get together to learn, be equipped to do the work that we actually should be doing. That work is done in our homes. Breaking open the kingdom of God is getting each other into our homes and then bringing other people alongside into our homes. How do I know that? What is God's kingdom like? Well, in John 14, Jesus describes heaven. He says, in my father's house, he's telling his disciples, I'm going up to heaven. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be here. You're not going to see me. And then what is heaven like? He says, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Do you see the picture of heaven? In my Father's house are many rooms. Jesus is busy preparing for us a welcoming party into his Father's house, which is becoming our house when we die. But the very nature of kingdom is house. While I was reading this and preparing this, I thought, we always have these pictures of heaven of this big hall with lots of people in front of the throne. But that's not the picture Jesus had. I'm sure that's there too. Because we do see John as a dream in, in Revelation. So it's not that it's not there. But here's a picture of homeliness, home, being welcomed in, a prepared place. And... Jesus is going to come and fetch us and take us to a place where we belong, a home with a room, right? And with COVID and all the stuff that happened, all of us found our homes to be quite a sanctuary. I think all of us closed our doors. At first, it was a little bit weird. I don't know about you. The first day of lockdown, I, I rebelliously walked out my front door. I will walk to the edge of my lawn and I'll put my foot in the tow road. Nobody came to arrest me. I'll put both feet in the tow road. And that's just my personality. <laughs> and uh, and then I didn't go further. Later on, we walked around the cool suck a little bit. But that was legal then, yeah. But we might have retracted a little bit because it became very comfortable to work from home. Everybody found a way. We can work from home. And half this planet now wants to work from home and their bosses are saying, no, come back to work. I actually need to see your face. I actually need to shake your hand. I actually want to go to your desk and see what it is that you do. Not to check up on you, but we need relationship. We can't just work remotely. Relationship is part of life. But now, after work, we go back to our house, we close the front door, and we go, just us. Nice. Back to lockdown. Isn't this nice? Let's start a movie on Netflix or something and pop some popcorn. Me and the kids and my wife. Locked door. Just keep the lights off outside. Maybe people think we're not home. Right? Now that the government's not protecting us anymore and not allowing people to drive to our house, we have to lock the door. (laughs) And there's a sense for me that that that's crept in to us. Our house has become this little sanctuary and we want to work there, never come out, and shut the rest of the world out. And that's contrary to what God's kingdom is like. Jesus is saying, I've gone into heaven. I'm preparing a room for you in my father's house. And I'm throwing the door wide open. Maybe there is no door. Maybe there is no lock on the front door in Jesus' house. When we get there, we're right in. There's a house. There's a room. It's being prepared for us. So how would that come on earth? How would kingdom be on earth? Well, for people to experience the kingdom on earth now, we have to open our front doors. We have to invite people in. We have to prepare for them and invite them in to our homes. We can bring God's kingdom right now for other people and for ourselves talking today, like his experience coming into, back to Oatswyrn. And here's the thing. So on the one side, God is using us to welcome Frick into a community of people. And in that, we invite him for a meal and we sit down and he's being provided for in more senses than just food because he can go buy food. But it's the fellowship that he, that he lacks. But by doing that, so here's the thing for the people that have not invited for, for, a, for a meal. <laughs> if you don't, you miss a story. You miss out on hearing this story. Because what he told this morning is the tip of the iceberg of God's provision in his life. We've been walking this road with him. It's absolutely mind-blowing. The detail of provision that God is into. God wants you to be part of that story. He wants you to be part of the story. Not just hear the story. He wants you to be part of his story. And that's for every single person that sits here. Every person that we do not invite into our lives. Is a part of a story that we won't be part of. And we lose out. God... Will use the unsaved to do what he wants to do. He has a lot. he He is. He is the owner of everything. I think Barnard said this this morning. I said, God owns everything. He made everything as he's anyway. He can use it just like he wants to, and he will. He wants to first use us. God connections. So, you know the favorite verse of Josh Jen is? Acts 2.42. So let's go to Acts 2.42. Is it, is it there? Is it there in the Josh Jen catchphrase? <laughs> so And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. I think that's community. To the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came on every soul. And many wonders and signs were done. By the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together. This is, yeah. And breaking bread in their homes, in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. All people saw what was happening in their homes. Is the home church the answer? No. Church in the home is the answer. Right? Home in your church. Church in your home. It is, it's, you can't separate the two. Your home is church. But you got to open the doors. You can't lock them. We can't be just us. And it can't just be your best friend or even just your community members on a Wednesday, right? That's not the only community members you have. It's all of us are are in community. The great thing is we're going to 412 Conference. There's a larger community. There's more of us, countless. 5,000 people are getting together in Walmsbury. Having community. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So, just to land it, God connections. God wants to connect you. God wants to connect us for the road forward. And I thought, I want to share with you like one or two stories from when we joined Josh Jen. Early days, Josh Jen, when we got there, there were about 40 people and... Andrew had a meeting, and at the meeting, he said, guys, we are not connecting like we should. We are, I, I feel we are, are not connecting like we should. I want you guys to just invite somebody for a meal. And some guy behind me kicked my chair and went, hey, guys, we don't know you. Come for, come for a meal. That guy was Chad. Chad Lahana that now leads the church where my kids are worshiping this morning. That was Chad. Chad had just gotten married to Nikki, and they were married for about a month or two. And they invited us to their house, or their home, not their house. It was somebody else's house. They only had a passage. So we got to their house. We walked in the front door, and I thought, where's the rest? Because it literally was a passage with a second door, and I thought, okay, this is the hallway, And through that door, oh, it's the toilet and the shower. That's it. That's where they live. They lived in really a passage. They had a double bunk bed. They slept on the top. And below that, I think, was their kitchen. And we ate. It was super high up. And very cool. We had pasta. Between the four of us, we couldn't afford white sauce. So we had pasta with mushrooms or something. And we listened to Michael W. Smith, <laughs> the red CD. And, <laughs> and we dreamt about worship together and our hearts connected. And we raised our kids together. Our kids are best friends. And now, years later, Chad was here. Chad was part of the leadership team here, what, seven, eight, nine years ago? And now he's leading the church in George. And I'm leading in church here. And we are still friends to this day. But it started with him in saying, hey, come have supper with us. And did he prepare a place for me? Yes, he did. Cushions on the floor, on the one side of the wall, and a bowl of pasta with mushrooms in it. That's We think we don't have anything to share. We have Jesus to share. You have enough to share. One other one, Melani. Who knows who Milani is? You know who Melani is? <laughs> Melani de Toy from the Twist Kluf. They are the original the Twes from the Toy's Kluf when you meet Milani. Melani travels the world today. She works for Josh Jen and 412 full time. And she is a huge part of the prophetic ministry inside of 412. She is literally, she is the gift of prophecy to us. And it sounds great, right? It's out there, international speakers are coming to 412. Don't miss it, right? International speakers, right? We have to announce it with a dark, deep voice. It's just Jonathan and Malani and Andrew and Chad and Ryan. They're just like us. They are they me. They're you. In the one sense. But they've grown. They're not the same people I met back when I met them. What's it now? 30 years ago, almost. They. But Maloney invited us to her dad's farm and said, come camp with me. On my dad's farm, there's a farm dam with some lawn that he's irrigating, and you can come and camp there in four a number of years, once a year for, for a weekend, we would go camp with Maloney on the dad's farm. And I have lots of photos of that. I have photos of my kids walking with her dad through the vineyards. Her dad's passed away by now. But he was like a grandfather to my kids. And today, Maloney sends us WhatsApps from wherever she's traveling in the world and say, Can you pray for this? Can you pray for that? I feel this for this congregation. Can you pray with with, and let me know if you feel something? And from time to time, Liz and I would pray and we would feel something. Maloney, this is what we feel. Or from time to time, I'll speak to Maloney and she'll say, this is what I feel for Otswurren. Through Maloney, I have influence into 412, into the world, into Brazil, into America, into Isle of Man, Scotland, where else? Everywhere in the world, across the world. It sounds big, and it probably is, but it's because we came together. It's because her father's farm was our farm, and she just opened the door wide open and said, Let's have poikikos, and let's share Jesus together in those times. That connected our hearts. Through those times, we've connected on a spiritual level. And we've formed community. Don't underestimate your next meal with the person that's sitting next to you right now. Because next to you is sitting the next Melanie. And the next Ryan Kingsley. And the next Andrew. Telly. You guys in the front, youth? Yes? The next church leaders, the next prof- prophets traveling the globe, that's you. Don't underestimate your next lunch time, your next coffee time, your next supper time. Let's throw open our doors a little bit wider, just a little bit wider. And bring the visitors in. The, the person that visited for the first time today, find them, get their number. And when you invite the one person in your community that you want to connect with, just invite them along and share something of Jesus in that time. Because what we live here needs to be seen in our homes. It's not, well, it's not just a bride, but it is just a bride. Stephen does that really well. Uh, I've I've been watching. (laughs) Stefan does that really well. In the middle of just a social time, just bring a moment. Say, hey guys, you know what I've been feeling? I've been feeling God saying this. And we share a moment with each other around God's word. And then we go on and we share the rest of life together as well. It's just part of life. It's just, a normal, natural part of life. Live Jesus every day, every moment, as part of everything else that you're doing. That's where God wants to be. Yeah, Acts act ends with, and the people were in awe with what God was doing. If they were not invited into the homes, they wouldn't know. They would not be in awe of what God was doing. It would have been a well-kept secret. secret. But it's not. It's written there for everybody to see now. And in closing, what I felt while, uh, while we were worshiping is, just in closing, is God is, he is the God of the valley. Right? He is the God of the valley. When we go through difficult times, when challenges come, God is there. God is the God of the valley, but he's also the God of the mountaintop. Very often, we only hear the God stories of, I went through a really tough time. Right? What about God's the God of the mountaintop? I love mountains. I love running up a mountain because I find God there at the top of the mountain. It is in those times when we were at the top of the mountain that we position our hearts and position ourselves to go through the valley. That's when God wants to shift your heart into the right place. Share that in your homes with one another. That's the times that we get together and we go, you will not believe what happened. This is amazing what God has done for me. And that inspires and enriches. And we are each other's keepers. You are your brother's keeper. Is that good? Can I pray for us? Yes, Father God, thank you that you are the God of the mountaintop. Father, thank you that you're willing and able to provide for us. That you look after us. That you have... As before and after. That you're in front of us and behind us. That you hymn us in. That we are safe in your hand, Lord. Father, thank you that you've placed us in community. Not in a Wednesday group. But in a large community. And that we can see one another day by day, every day. And that we know that we have you in common. We know that we have a common goal, that we can be characterized as those that follow you and love you and have you in our hearts. Father, thank you that you have forgiven us and that we can be in relationship with you, first of all, and that we can share that relationship with one another. Father, I want to pray for each and every one of us, Lord, here today. That our front doors will be unlocked. That our homes would be open for one another. That we would be welcoming, hospitable. That every single person that walks through our front door will feel welcomed and welcome. And Lord, that we would be able to share you with one another naturally as part of everyday life. Father, give us that openness, give us that ability, fill us with your spirit so that we will overflow with thankful hearts. That we will not be able to contain what we have received from you, but that we will have to generously share with one another. Father, I pray for every single person that you add to us, Lord, and every single person that you're going to add to us, Lord. That we would be able to love them into community. Father, that it would be well known on this planet and beyond. That Otsurin, Josh Jen, are disciples of Jesus Christ. That people would come here to marvel at what you have done. That people would come to Otsurin. Not to just see caves, but to see something of God's kingdom broken open on this planet today. Thank you, Lord, that you have already established that in our hearts. And that this is not something that we have to try and make happen, but that we can just start sharing a little bit wider, Lord. Amen.